Welcome to another episode of the Granite List Live, where we discuss all things related to human capital and employee benefits. I'm Lee Dill. And I'm Sally Pace. And we are joined today by Rick Beatenbow, who's the CEO of the Beatenbow Companies. And Rick, you are an unusual representative of the HR industry. You bear the title of CEO, head servant, head cheerleader for your companies. And yet you also represent what I think every benefits leader dreams of having, and that is a chief executive that cares about their people. So do you mind first just telling our audience a little bit about you and your personal journey? Sure. Thank you, Sally. Lee, thank you for having me on the show. So we started Beatonbow Homes back in 92, my dad and I. We build affordable homes in West Texas. Today, that company has some brothers and sisters, a farm impact title company, a distribution company, a small coffee shop and cafe, an event center, and all those businesses together make up the Beatonbow Companies. And we have about 350 employees here in West Texas. And we have just loved every one of those people. They are precious to us. And God has shown us, when I say us, I'm talking about dad and I and my wife and our whole board, that they are the most precious creation that God has. Created all of the earth, but his people are his most precious creation. And he entrusts them to us. So we do love them. We do care about them. So we've been engaged with them at a high level to develop them to their highest potential and to take care of them for all these years. In the last couple of years, something's kind of happened for me that escalated that. I was diagnosed in October of 2021 with pancreatic cancer, and it was determined that it spread into my liver and my lymph nodes, and so therefore was declared stage four, which is a pretty serious diagnosis. Um, That comes with about a five-month lifespan. did not want to do oncology, traditional chemotherapy, radiation. And I just started asking the Lord what I should do and, and asking him to put in my path people that would lead me to, uh, to my healing without going down that road. I felt like uh, that route was fraught with pain and just didn't have a good result, as a matter of fact. And I discovered this thing we call wellness. The idea that I wanted to be well, not just cured of cancer, but well. And I went to Mexico and did some treatments that are frankly not allowed in America. They're, they're uh, less traditional alternative medicine. And I'm here two years later, so I think it's been an amazing journey. And one of the things I learned is that my diet and my lifestyle are the real keys to being well. And if you're well, you won't have cancer. And I think sometimes we pursue these disease states, cancer, diabetes, hypertension, and all kinds of chronic diseases, we pursue those to destroy them, eradicate them from our body. And that's not wrong, but we really tend to treat those symptoms. Those are symptoms of our diet and lifestyle. And we treat them, but don't ever chase after the root cause. And that was really what happened with me. I started hunting. What is the root cause? Why am I having these problems? Not just treat them, say, with oncology, with chemotherapy radiation. Now, that really is a treatment of the cancer. But instead, I wanted to adjust my diet and lifestyle so that I would be well. And that's what's happened over the last two years. I've changed pretty much everything in my, in my diet and lifestyle from lowering my stress, just recognizing that most of this stuff is just stuff. 
It's not as important as we think it is. And don't take it so hard. Stop and smell the roses. Take it easy. All the cliches we know about less stress in our life. Delegating more even. Inviting more people into the processes and the things that we do. So we don't take so much burden on ourselves. And adjusting our diet tremendously. The American diet, unfortunately, has lots of ways to go wrong. It's fast food. It's full of vegetable oils. The big three, as we say, vegetable oils, number one. Refined sugars, number two, and processed grains, three. And so I avoid those. And my blood work, I'm the healthiest I've been since I was 18 years old. I still have cancer present in my body, but it has been reduced dramatically. And two years later, instead of five months later, I'm still here. So it's been a blessing. And that caused me to start thinking about our employees. If I really love them, I don't want to just give them everything they want. You know, we started looking around at the snacks that we offer, the drinks that we offer. If I really love them, do I, should I have Cokes and Dr. Peppers and candy bars and that kind of stuff around the office? Or if I really love them, should I invite them into some things that are healthy for them to snack on? And that led us into even further things. And we established a full-blown wellness program alongside our insurance benefit that we have for our employees. And that wellness kind of looks like this. We offered them all an opportunity to do some extensive blood work where we, the company would pay for 80% of that blood work. Uh, the cost of the blood work and a consultation over that blood work is about $300, $400, $500, something like that. And the company agreed to pay 80% of that and they would pay 20%. I think employees need to have some skin in the game. Everybody needs to have some skin in the game in these kinds of things. But we wanted to make it easy and accessible. And then we take that blood work and we're looking for lit fuses. I have a doctor that supervises that. If there's something in there that is emergency, that's what health insurance really is for. It's for emergencies. It's for, I've got a real problem that needs to be addressed right now, some treatment, but ultimately we need to come back to it and hunt the cause down. And my doctor, Dr. Ben Edwards here in Lubbock with Veritas, is convinced that every disease state is a symptom of our diet or lifestyle and is reversible. If we'll just take that view of it, we might have to treat it briefly, but we must hunt down the cause and reverse it. So we offer our employees this blood test and then a one hour consultation. And we go through some diet and lifestyle changes they can make. If they have some, again, some emergency, we uncovered seven or eight people in our population that needed immediate attention. Their blood sugar was real high or their hypertension was real high. So we treated that a little differently, but for everybody else, there's stuff they can start changing that is not a problem now, but it's going to be in a year or two or three or five. And so with that one hour consultation, we help them make a plan for how to change their diet and their lifestyle. And then we furnish, we have an employee who just became a manager and is going to hire some others, but a, a guide or a diet and lifestyle guide. And the young lady that's doing that job right now has a, fantastic experience with diet and lifestyle in her own life as lives a very healthy life is very strong in the nutrition area and so she just guides them she coaches them none of this is at the expense of the employee but what we're trying to accomplish is i want to give them the gift of wellness if they'll accept it and they're going to have to make some changes you know one of the first things the lord said to me when i said lord i want to be healed or i don't want to go through chemotherapy and radiation what can I do? Or said, well, I'm going to heal you, Rick, but you're going to have a part in it. Hmm. You're going to have some stuff you have to do, some things you need to change. 
And that was the truth. I was a Coca-Cola, chocolate, hamburger, and wiener schnitzel kind of a guy. And <laughs> I had to change a lot of those things and been able to do that. And as a result, my health has just turned around. And this cancer is not gone, but it's on the run. We want to offer that wellness to all of our employees. I love that. And congratulations. I just waterfalled all over you, maybe. No, that was a great start and great information. And congratulations on where you've come in your own health journey, but also being an advocate for others and a real leader. Lots of companies say, be well and, you know, take walks and here's a Fitbit, but they don't give their employees a space to walk or they don't give them time to walk or it's an unsafe neighborhood where they live. And so the fact that you not only tell them and but you also give them the keys and the space to do that. So I want to go into the stress element. Healthy eating is one thing, but really taking care of stress is another. And that's such a mental game. Tell us how you've reduced stress in your life and then what you're doing, some of the benefits that you're offering to your employees and to enable them to fulfill their lives in a holistic way. Well, one thing we can do as leaders, as, as the people in charge, to be honest with you, is we can make space for this in this way. We can make sure that people are not working too many hours a week, that they are coming to work at a reasonable time and going home at a reasonable time. Go home at five, six o'clock at the latest. This work will be here tomorrow. And we have to set the pace for that. You know, if people do what their boss does, if I don't do that, if I make it a very high value to work late and work hard to six, seven, 8 p.m., then my employees are going to sense that that's the way it should be and that that's the way they should do it. And so I have to first do this, and then I have to give them permission to do that, to go home and to rest. I walk around this campus, and if I see people, and my leaders know this too, if they see somebody working certainly past six, we say, hey, it'll be here tomorrow. Go home to your family. Go rest. We have a garden in every one of our offices in Lubbock, Midland, Odessa, and Amarillo. Those are the four cities where we're operating. And we have spent some money and taken some effort to create some beautiful landscape, a garden around each one of those spaces, a place where people can go relax in the middle of the day, go take some time away from your work for a few minutes, rest. And the Sabbath is not intended to be necessarily just a day a week, but maybe a few minutes each hour or every couple of hours and that's an important part of this and making sure that we have enough people to do the job so that no one has the burden of having to take care of too much or keep track of too much I and mean, that's one of the ways we can do that and that's what i was able to do is delegate some of the things i used to do myself or used to think i had to do and take a step back and just not take things so hard that was one of the ways that i have managed and I, i've reduced the stress in my life dramatically and i and trying to invite the people around me to do the same. Did that answer your question? It did. And I would love to know, are you seeing rewards, not just mentally, but financially in your company by giving these benefits to your employees? Well, that's a great question. I invite CEOs to do this for the right reason, which is that it's the best thing for the people. But you know what's amazing is the best thing for the people turns out to make people thrive, to help people flourish. And people that are thriving and flourishing have lower healthcare costs. We haven't been at this long enough to have a real tangible result, but I know that we've had some stories. We've had something around 450 people do this blood panel. And I was just shocked by how many people signed up because it's voluntary. 
we heard from lots of people that they were nervous to do it. They were afraid what they might find. They weren't excited about having to make changes in their life as most people aren't. But the turnaround in my health, I've walked this journey of my cancer and my wellness out loud and shown them as I went along and they've seen it from the beginning and that has empowered them to try that for themselves. So I was surprised that over 450 people already have agreed to this and many of them have come and said, Hey, had my blood work done and excited about my consultation. And then I've heard a few say, had a consultation. She gave me some, some ideas and I'm excited to do that. And I've heard from the, the guide, our guy that works here, Vicki, that people are, they're one step at a time. Just take, change something. Stop drinking Cokes. One small thing. Just set soft drinks down. I shouldn't say Cokes because it's all soft drinks. Set those. They're so sugary and so bad for you. That one little thing is just going to, is going to make a huge difference. And so I've heard lots of reports, people losing weight. We have a diabetic who's going to reverse this. He said specifically, no one has ever told me that diabetes was reversible. I thought you treated it for your whole life. And the idea for it to be reversible is to give him hope. Like I said, you are the rare breed of a C-level executive that is really getting boots on the ground and loving their people. But for other executives that are listening, the outcomes that you're implementing with your people stem from very personal interactions of your own. But just from a high level leadership perspective, if an executive is listening and they want to address health challenges within their plan, and you and I have talked about this offline, that you don't have wonderful results to report just yet because this is new. You know, that's the most important part of this is to take a step and try something new. So long-winded way to get to my question of for C-level executives that are listening, what advice would you have on how to identify and then implement something that is non-traditional? It really starts first with ourselves, right? I mean, we should be chasing after wellness for ourselves. And then we have a a testimony and a story to tell about that. And that's what's been great for me. Um, I've cared for our people for years and cared about them, but I, I haven't really thought about wellness because I wasn't in pursuit of it myself. And so to be in pursuit of it myself gave me a perspective and helps me to really want that for them. This is a completely voluntary thing. We're not forcing this on anybody by any means at all. It's completely voluntary, but you know, when I have a great outcome and I share that openly and excitedly, and then I make it accessible to them, that means simply give them a simple plan with a simple approach and make it affordable. I, I have to contribute something to that as a, our company contributes something to that so that they have, it's affordable and approachable to them and lead them into that. I mean, I know what's going to happen. I can feel it. People are going to get well, not everyone. And that's okay. It's like anything. Not everyone's going to do this, but many, many people are, and they're going to get well, and they're going to be healthier, and that's what I want. And the truth is, there's going to be a natural consequence of lower health costs, a more empowered workforce, a more attentive and available workforce. I mean, when people are well, they're not sick. They're not at home. They're not going to the doctor. They're not spending money. Those are all just truths of this. I think in sometimes... The health insurance world likes the fact that people don't get well. They profit from treating it forever. I mean, think about it. Does a drug company that 
want a cure for diabetes, really, or do they want to sell a treatment to that diabetic for life? I think that's a real interesting truth that I've come to. And if we're going to do anything as CEO, we need to face the truth. We need to hunt down the truth. And we need to be well ourselves and we need to invite our people to be well and it will make for well organizations. Thank you very much for sharing your story. I'm going to give a little teaser for something that will be on the podcast in the weeks to come. And Rick, although you took a giant leap of faith in doing something for your people that was non-traditional, I do think we're starting to see in our country a shift. In fact, there is a national organization that is known for evaluating healthcare solutions that has just created with the help of some really well-known brand powerhouses in the country, a food as medicine category. So you are a trailblazer, but hopefully you're not going to be a unique individual for long because was it Socrates that said, let food be that medicine. And as we know, there is nothing new under the sun. Thank you for for living that out. Thank you for shining a light on how others can do it. And it doesn't take a big, heavy lift. Hopefully it doesn't take having to go through something as traumatic as what you've gone through. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Granite List Live. As you know, we are an extension of thegranitelist.com, the most trusted source for searching and finding benefit solutions that are not only traditional, but non-traditional like the ones Rick talked about today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live.